Peter Drucker had a 65-year consulting career, and he said the best leaders always asked this question. Hey, welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Well, if you've been with us at On My Walk, you know we've been walking through some heavy stuff the last few weeks. I mean, heady concepts, deep thinking, political ramifications. It's tiring, and I needed to change my pace. So yesterday, I perused my shelves for a leadership text I had but had yet to read, and I pulled off my shelf Robert J. Herbold's What's Holding You Back? Ten Bold Steps That Define Gutsy Leaders. And I said, that's the one for me. And I was ready to give it a look, but then I saw Peter Drucker's The Effective Executive. And yes, I've read it, but it is one of those classics to which a leader should return time and time again. And so I did. I pulled the book off the shelf and I picked it up and I started to work my way through it. And of course, Drucker captures you right out of the gate with his introduction, which incidentally is in the audible version and in the revised version, but it's not in the older versions of the book. And the introduction asks the question, what makes an effective executive? And Drucker says, look, you need to understand that effective executives, effective leaders, they're all different and they're all the same. Now, they're different in that no two look alike. They're extroverts and they're introverts. They're hard-charging and they're easygoing. They're controlling and they're more laissez-faire. They have different personalities, attitudes, values, strengths, and weaknesses. And then he said, but what made them all effective is that they followed the same eight practices. Now, I'm not going to tell you what those eight practices are. You need to get the book and you can find a link to the edition with this excellent introduction at my site onmywalk.com. But listen closely as Drucker tells us about the first practice. The first practice is to ask what needs to be done. Note that the question isn't, what do I want to do? Asking what has to be done and taking the question seriously is crucial for managerial success. Failure to ask this question will render even the ablest executive ineffectual. When Truman became president in 1945, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Complete the economic and social reforms of Roosevelt's New Deal, which had been deferred by World War II. As soon as he asked what needed to be done, though, Truman realized that foreign affairs had absolute priority. He organized his working day so that it began with tutorials on foreign policy by the secretaries of state and defense. As a result, he became the most effective president in foreign affairs the United States has ever known. He contained communism in both Europe and Asia, and with the Marshall Plan, triggered 50 years of worldwide economic growth. Similarly, Jack Welch realized that what needed to be done at General Electric when he took over as chief executive wasn't the overseas expansion he wanted to launch. It was getting rid of GE businesses that, no matter how profitable, couldn't be number one or number two in their industries. The answer to the question, what needs to be done, almost always contains more than one urgent task, but effective executives don't splinter themselves. They concentrate on one task, if at all possible, if they're among those people, a sizable minority, who work best with a change of pace in their working day, they pick two tasks. 
I've never encountered an executive who remains effective while tackling more than two tasks at a time. Hence, after asking what needs to be done, the effective executive sets priorities and sticks to them. Did you catch what he said? The first practice of effective executives is to answer the question, what needs to be done? Now that was powerful, but my aha moment was when he said the answer to that question, what needs to be done, almost always contains more than one urgent tasks. But effective executives do not splinter themselves. Drucker writes, I've never encountered an executive who remains effective while tackling more than two tasks at a time. Now remember, Drucker had a 65-year consulting career. He's known the world over, and this was his observation, his assessment, and his conclusion at the end of almost seven decades. So I'm asking myself, why? Why do I constantly act as if I am the exception to that rule? That I can do more than one or two priority tasks at a time. I remember the words of the Apostle Paul when writing to the church at Philippi. Paul said, this one thing I do. So today, I'm devoting some thinking time to rethinking Drucker's question. What needs to be done? And I'm following it up with, what's the urgent task, the priority task, in light of answering that question? And I'm following up that question with this question. What's the urgent task, the priority task, in light of it? Effective executives do not splinter themselves. Drucker said, I've never encountered an executive who remains effective while tackling more than one or at the most two tasks at a time. So Drucker is urging us as leaders, don't get splintered. Determine what needs to be done, set the priority, and then stick to the priority. Now that's a great leadership word, and that's my thought on my walk with Peter Drucker and his leadership classic, The Effective Executive. And as always, the question I want to leave you with is this. What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? <music>